And now we bring you Mary from Michigan Saves the World, the story of one young woman's search for truth in a life of peril, fortune, and fate. Mary's troubled twin sister Julia, sent away to address her many psychological difficulties, has violently escaped from the Warrendale facility four hours away and is now on the loose. Mary's family wonders, why has Julia suddenly grown so violent? And why did Julia say she was coming home to take care of mysterious, unfinished business? In an effort to uncover the truth, Mary conceives a plan to visit Warrendale in person. But before she can put this plan in motion, she receives a call from Arthur Mendez, head of preservation of the Chicago Museum of Art, where Mary has been offered a job. Now, at home with her father, we hear Mary say... Oh, uh, Mr. Mendez, hello. Hello, Mary. Papa, it's Arthur Mendez from Chicago. Ah, I'll be outside. Sorry, Mr. Mendez, um, go ahead. I hope this is a good time to talk. Yes, yes, it's fine. I was just talking to my dad. Ah, and how's your mother, Mary? Oh, she's doing all right, thank you. Oh, good, good. I still don't know how long it might be before she's home, before I can move to Chicago. I wish I could tell Oh, no, no, Mary, that's fine. I completely understand your right to take your time. No, no, actually, I was calling. <clears throat> I'm wondering if I might ask you for a small favor. Oh, of course. What is it? Mary, you remember our interview a few days ago when we spoke about our mutual friend at the Detroit Museum of Art, Hubert Barker, in textiles? Yes, I worked with him for a while, restoring those wonderful quilts. Uh. Well, uh, work isn't quite it. I mostly watched him. I was just a student. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, his wonderful quilt. So, Mary, there's something that's come up here that's a little, well, it's a little sensitive, actually, and I'm wondering if I might ask you to do something for me, for us, here at the CMA. Oh, well, if I can. Yes. Now, again, this is actually a rather unusual issue. I wouldn't ask if I didn't think you were the right person for the job. All right. You see, Hubert Parker is a lovely, lovely man. Yeah, I thought so. He takes people as they are. Yes, well, you're not wrong. Unfortunately, his credulousness, well, it can occasionally lead him into a bit of trouble. Oh? You understand I'm saying all this in the strictest confidence, Mary. No, I understand, Mr. Mendez. Uh, please, call me Arthur, if we're going to be working together. Oh, all right, Arthur. Well, look, I know you're not even hired yet, Mary, not technically, but I wonder if you wouldn't mind going to look at one of Hubert Barker's other items for me. Not one of his quilts, but one of his tapestries. A new acquisition. I, I guess so. What for? Well, here's what happened, Mary. I'm afraid our friend Hubert Barker has been swindled. Swindled? Mm -hmm. How? Well, I'm afraid one of his contacts has possibly sold him, well, sold the museum, of course, a forgery. A forged tapestry? Is there such a thing? Well, yes, it's quite a business, I'm afraid. Prices have been climbing and climbing, so there's plenty of incentive. Oh, well, but Mr. Barker is one of the world's experts. I'm sure whatever his opinion yes, is... Yes, that's what I thought, too, but now Hubert's offering to sell us this particular tapestry, claiming it to be genuine, and, well, it's it's become a little awkward. I'm afraid he's he's been fooled by a forgery, and I'm worried he's going to get himself into a little bit of trouble. Well, but Mr. Mendez... Arthur, I please... Arthur, I'm sure you can just tell Mr. Barker why you think it's a forgery or a, a reproduction, and he'd listen to what you have to say. If you know him at all, you know he'd listen. Uh, yeah, that's what makes Hubert's behavior so strange, because I have had that conversation with Hubert, and he still, he's, well, he's still convinced. In fact, he's insistent, and that's why I decided to call you, Mary, because I know you two had a good relationship. And I know you enjoyed working with him when you were a student. I did, but that was... Well, so here's the favor I'd like to ask of you. As I say, I'd like you to have a look at this tapestry he's acquired, but, well, 
This is the sensitive part. I'd like to see if you might be able to examine it without him knowing you've done so. Well, I don't see how. All it's... I'm asking is that you take a picture of the stitching, Mary. That's all. One picture of the stitching and another picture of the thing itself, the whole thing, well, if you can. But how on earth am I supposed to do I, that? I know. It's asking a lot. But obviously I can't just walk in there after all this time and what sneak past him or... Even if I could do it somehow, I just don't think this is a very appropriate request, Arthur. Not at all. I know. I wouldn't ask you if I didn't think it was quite important to us. And to him, too. We we wouldn't want Hubert to be deceived or to have people thinking he was trying to pass off a forgery as a genuine item. No, but I don't see how I'm supposed to get access to this tapestry without him finding out. You're resourceful, Mary. I know you are. I know you are because of how you dealt with David Price on oh. the train when he made that crude advance toward you. But, Arthur, that was a It would really be for the good of everyone, for Hubert's good and, for, of course, for the good of us here at the Chicago Museum of Art, where you'll be working soon. And, of course, if you decide you can't help, well, I'll understand. I can try to find another way to help Hubert, but at least think about it, Mary. I'll think about it, yes. Good. Apparently, they're calling it the Tapestry of the Knights of St. John. Hubert says he thinks it's from about the year 1240, if you can believe that. European in origin, of course. Hubert said it came straight out of some trunk, that it wasn't in the best of shape, which I imagine means he's got it laid out in the preservation chamber right now, hoping to stabilize it. So I expect that's where you'll find it. Lying there in the dark. Yes, lying there in the dark, surrounded by nitrogen gas in order to prevent any further deterioration. It must look old, at any rate, at least in person. The photographs Hubert sent aren't convincing at all, which is why I'd like some better ones, if you can manage it. Well, Arthur, I'll see what I can do. I can't promise anything. Yes, of course. As I say, I think it's really for the best, for all of us. Yes. Again, I'm just worried that poor old Hubert will find himself in a sticky situation. All right, Arthur, I will try to help. Thank you, Mary. Goodbye, and my best to your mother. Thank you. Goodbye. Oh, how strange. Papa? Papa, where'd you go? Papa? 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 Here, Mary. Oh! What, oh, what are you doing across the street? Just checking something. What are you doing over here in the Carson's yard? Right, right here. This is where I saw Julia standing the other night, right behind this big, beautiful, old copper beach. Oh, Papa, what are you checking? I wanted to see if I could find her footprints, Julia's footprints. Her footprints? Why? I just wanted to see if I could prove to myself that there'd really been someone here, that I wasn't imagining it. But, Papa, we know you weren't imagining it. Or at least we know that Julia did come back to town that night because she tried to get in to see Mama at the hospital. Oh, I know. But that terrible feeling I had that night when I saw her face emerging from the darkness like a spirit floating free. Oh, Papa. And I was afraid that something terrible had happened to her. That I was seeing her... Oh, I, I thought... I was seeing her dying, Mary. Papa, come inside. I still have that feeling. I can't shake it. Please, Papa. 
The Carsons are going to wonder what we're doing in their yard. There aren't any footprints. But it's been long enough that they might have disappeared, and that doesn't mean anything, Papa. It doesn't mean you didn't see her, and it doesn't mean she's dying. I'd feel better if there were actual footprints. Papa, it's all right. You're tired. She was staring up at your window, Mary, where I was that night. I know. Come on. Looking right at me, right at your window. Oh. So strange. Come on, Papa, you should get some rest. You haven't slept the night through in days. That was Arthur Mendez on the phone from the Chicago Museum of Art? Yes, yes. What did he want? Oh, just a favor in Detroit at the museum to take a picture of a new tapestry. Well, that's nice. He must really trust you. Yeah, I guess he does. Oh, I'm pretty worn out. Why don't you just try to get some rest, Papa? I might just do that. Lie down right there on the sofa and just close your eyes. If Julia comes... The doors are locked, Papa. All the doors and all the windows. We solve this baseball bat if we need it. Try not to hurt her. I won't, Papa. It's not her fault. I know. She always wanted to be you. <sighs> Go to sleep, Papa. I'll be right next door in the dining room. Isabella Banks. Oh, Professor Banks. I mean, Isabella. It's Mary Marshall. Oh, hello, Mary. How nice to hear from you. Is this a good time to talk? Oh, yes, yes. I'm just here at the office trying to convince myself I'm actually writing this article. Oh? Actually, what I'm doing is I'm online looking at shoes. Oh. I can't afford what I want, but I know what I like. Well, you always dress so beautifully. Thank you, dear. I try. Something of a lost art these days, I'm afraid. How's your mother doing, Mary? Oh, better, much better. We got to talk to her. Oh, good. She's still really tired, but I guess the doctors are happy with what they see. Her numbers are good, whatever that means. And dare I ask, the job in Chicago and Arthur Mendes? Well, that's what I'm calling about, actually. I just got off the phone with him. Oh, Mary, don't tell me you're turning it down. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I want the job. I really do. Is Arthur pressuring you to come right away? Because if he is, I am happy to get on the phone and enlighten him on exactly where to shove it. No, nothing like that. He's been very patient and understanding. No, I just had a question for you as an art history professor, I guess. Oh, all right. I'm still an art history professor, even in the summer. Well, you know Hubert Barker and textiles at the museum? Of course, Mary. Uh, you worked with him one semester, didn't you? Yes. Well, Arthur Mendez says that Hubert Barker's acquired a tapestry, a medieval tapestry, apparently from around the year 1240. Really? Yes, only Arthur Mendez says Mr. Barker's mistaken, that it's not from 1240, that it's actually a, a, a forgery, I guess, and that Mr. Barker's asking Arthur Mendez to buy it. Wow. That doesn't sound like Hubert. That's what I thought. How strange. I know. And then Arthur Mendez asked me to take a picture of the tapestry, one of the stitching and another of the whole thing, in secret, and then to send the pictures to him. Mary, that sounds very peculiar. Well, it sounded weird to me, too. Arthur Mendez said he was trying to protect Hubert Barker from himself, and he was afraid people would think Mr. Barker was purposely trying to sell a forgery as the real thing. But I know Mr. Barker... Nobody would think that of him, mm. and he wouldn't make a mistake like that either. Mm. No, he wouldn't. So I just thought I should talk to you before I did anything. How very strange. I, I think I'm going to do it, though. 
yes, yes. That would be my advice, actually. Uh, well, for one thing, I'm sort of curious. And second, I'm afraid if I don't go see this tapestry, then Arthur Mendez will find some way of not hiring me. Mm. And I really want that job so badly, so I really feel I have to do what he asks. But, oh, but Professor Banks, the thing is... I also really need to go to Warrendale, too. Warrendale? Why? Because I need to talk to people there. I need to find out why my sister suddenly became so violent. And what the secret was that she was trying to keep, and, oh, I'm just not sure what I should do. Well, Mary, I know one thing for sure. You shouldn't do any of those things alone. You won't want to miss the next chapter in Mary from Michigan Saves the World at this same time Monday when you'll hear Mary Marshall say... Oh, Scott, would you and John come with me? I'd be so grateful, and I promise there won't be any trouble. That's next week on Mary from Michigan Saves the World. Mary from Michigan Saves the World features Eva Rosenwald, Lauren Bass, Matthew Webb, Ted Gibson, John Seibert, Terry Hack, and Catherine Banks as Mary Marshall. Music by Pamela Meisel. Scripts and direction by Michael Byers. This is your announcer, David Zinn, inviting you to tune in next week for the continued story of Mary Marshall's search for truth in a life of peril, fortune, and fate. This is the Empire Podcasting System.